vaya conmigo a Génesis capítulo 8, comenzando en el verso 1. Genesis chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. We're going to read a couple portions of scripture there. Vamos a leer algunas dos porciones de la escritura ahí esta noche. Genesis chapter 8, and we'll begin at verse 1. Génesis capítulo 8 y el verso 1. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. And God caused a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. Also the fountains of the deep and the floodgates of the sky were closed, and the rain from the sky was restrained, and the water receded steadily from the earth, and at the end of 150 days the water decreased. In the seventh month, on the seventeenth day, of the month, the ark rested upon the mountains of Ararat. Ahora vamos a ir al verso 14, and now we'll go to verse 14. In the second month of the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your, and your, and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing and all the flesh that is with you, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that you may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And verse 20, verso 20, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled the smooth aroma the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth, and I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight for the ministry of the Holy Spirit among us. We pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation, that together we might hear the word and be challenged by its truth. Set us aright, O God, for this season into which we have entered. And let us be bold in the conquest of the land which you have for us to possess. We ask for a mighty move of the Spirit in the unified Pentecostal local churches. And we say, speak to us tonight, Lord. For your servants are listening. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Puede tomar su lugar. You may be seated tonight. Thank you, musicians and band. Gracias, músicos uh, y cantantes por su ayuda esta noche. You probably noticed on your program that uh, my name appears three times as a speaker. Quizá usted notó en su programa uh, que mi nombre aparece tres veces. Uh, como orador, no sé qué le dio a la junta de síndicos. I don't know what got into the board of trustees, but they have uh, entrusted me with these uh, sessions in the next uh, two days uh, to share with you uh, what I believe and what we believe together is God's uh, plan for the future of the unified Pentecostal local churches. Ellos me han encomendado este tiempo para compartir con ustedes lo que juntos creemos 
que es el deseo, la visión de Dios para la unión pentecostés hacia el futuro. And as I have been in prayer regarding these times of sharing, uh, mientras yo he estado en la oración, uh, preparando para estos días de oración y estos momentos juntos en la palabra del Señor, I feel like the Lord has given me a two-part message. Creo que el Señor me ha dado un mensaje en dos partes. La segunda parte la estaremos uh, revisando mañana. Tomorrow we will be dealing with the second part of that message. And it is a message that is national. It is for the church at large. Es un mensaje nacional que es para la iglesia uh, en totalidad, para el futuro uh, de nuestras iglesias y de lo que Dios quiere hacer con esta grande organización. It's about what God wants to do in this great organization. So I pray that you will come ready tomorrow uh, with a heart open and with a pen and paper ready to hear what God would like to tell us and what God would say to our heart. Uh, that's the national message for tomorrow. Ese mensaje nacional es para mañana. But tonight, I feel like the Lord has given me a personal message. Esta noche yo creo que el Señor me ha dado un mensaje personal. A message that he wants to relay not just to, to your heart, but to my heart as well as he has been doing. Un mensaje que él quiere relatar a nuestro corazón en lo individual. And so tonight I pray that you will tune in to what God would say to you as a person. Uh, voy a, a animarle esta noche a que usted escuche lo que Dios quiere decirle a usted como persona. There's a fascinating uh, detail in the Gospels. Hay una, un detalle muy interesante en los Evangelios. Cuando Levi o Mateo fue llamado, dice la Escritura en el libro de San Lucas, que Jesús vio a un uh, colectador de, de, de uh, impuestos. When the Bible talks about the calling of Matthew in the book of Luke, it says that Jesus saw a tax collector. But when Matthew writes about it, cuando Mateo escribe del mismo tema, él dice, Jesús vio un hombre. Matthew says, Jesus saw a man. And you know, a lot of times people see us. They see a preacher. They see a pastor. They see a person of influence. But when Jesus looks at us tonight, he sees men. He sees women. He sees a man. He sees a woman. And I want you to listen uh, to God's voice and God's heart for us tonight because at the end of the day, we are not preachers or pastors. We're people. And we pastor, we preach, we teach. But the essence of who we are, our identity, the person of the inner man is what God is most interested in tonight. Dios uh, está interesado en esta noche en que usted y yo reconozcamos que no somos predicador o uh, maestro, sino somos un hombre, una mujer, con un alma que necesita a Dios. Con un alma, un corazón que necesita la presencia viva de Dios y que Dios esta noche no nos ve como si él fuera nuestro mayordomo que nos ha llamado a una junta de negocio tonight it's not as though God has called us to a business meeting and he's the boss and the chairman and we've come to hear what the boss has to say tonight I believe tonight that the father has called us 
to sit with him by the fire and to hear his heart. Esta noche nuestro Padre, no nuestro mayordomo, nuestro Padre nos ha llamado a sentarnos a platicar con Él. And when I think about that personal message that God would share with us tonight, I, I was praying through the different personalities of the Bible and God took me to Noah. Mientras yo estaba orando sobre esto, yo decía, Señor, ¿quién es la personalidad de la Biblia a la cual nos quieres llevar? Y Él me llevó a Noé. And I think the story that we're going to talk about tonight, I'm not going to go into the details because you've known this story since Sunday school. Usted ya conoce esta historia desde los días de la escuela dominical. Si es que se uh, uh, creció, cre usted creció en la escuela dominical. If you grew up in Sunday school, you know this story. So I'm not going to tell you the story tonight. I want to talk about the man in the middle of this story. Quiero hablar del hombre en medio de esta Historia de este gran y dramático evento. In the midst of this great and dramatic event uh, in the Bible, there is a man. Just like in the midst of this great and dramatic history uh, that you are living, there is a person. Así como en el dramático, la dramática historia de su vida, en el centro hay una persona, hay un hombre, una mujer que quiere y desea oír de Dios. So tonight, I believe God is calling us to listen to this text, first of all, because chapter 8 speaks to us of a new season. Primero, este texto es importante para nosotros como la Unión Pentecostés, porque es aquí en el capítulo 8 donde vemos que Dios ha dado una época nueva al mundo. And every time that God brings us into a new season, there are some things we need to do. Cuando Dios nos lleva a una época nueva, hay cosas que tenemos que hacer. And I think you have sensed this in your spirit, and we've also seen this in the natural, that we have come in as a people, as an organization, into a new spirit, or into a new season, into a new time. Hemos llegado como organización a un tiempo nuevo. Y este legado que se nos ha entregado, the legacy that we have been given and the great history that we have is the, the beginning point of this season that God is uh, uh, unleashing among our churches. Este legado que tenemos es el comienzo de la grande uh, cosa que Dios quiere hacer en este tiempo. And I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for us in this season. Yo quiero todo lo que Dios tiene para nosotros en esta época, en este tiempo. El Salmo uh, 102, verso 13, dice Jehová, yo he tomado compasión de Seón porque su plazo ha llegado. In Psalm 102, verse 13, the Lord says, I have come to have mercy or compassion upon Zion because her time has come. I dare to believe tonight that the time of the unified Pentecostal local churches has come. Yo creo esta noche que el plazo ha llegado para la Unión Pentecostés and that the great things we've seen already are just the beginning of what God is going to do next. Las grandes cosas que ya hemos visto es solamente el comienzo de lo que Dios quiere hacer próximamente en nuestra vida. If you receive that, say amen. Si usted recibe eso, diga amen. I think the Lord is bringing us to this text also because Noah perhaps 
is someone that we can relate to. Quizá también el Señor nos invoca a este texto, este pasaje, porque Noé es una persona, un personaje con el cual nos podemos relacionar. Cuando Dios llamó a Moisés, lo llamó en una zarza ardiendo. When God called Moses, he called him out of a burning bush. I don't know about you, but I didn't get called by a burning bush. I've been out in the back 40 a lot of times. Yo he caminado estos acres muchas veces que están detrás del tabernáculo. Nunca se me ha aparecido el Señor en una zarza ardiendo. And if you have, then praise the Lord. When God appeared to Joshua, he was, he was the captain of the host of Israel. Dios se le apareció a Josué para darle posesión de la tierra. Y el, el, el Mesías, el Cristo, se le apareció antes de la encarnación como el capitán de los ejércitos de Jehová. I don't know about you, but I have never had a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. Yo jamás he tenido una visita del de, eh, ángel de Jehová. Cuando Dios llamó a Isaías, él vio a Jehová en su trono lleno de gloria. When God called Isaiah, he called him in a throne full of glory. Someday I expect to see the throne of God. But I haven't seen it. My natural eyes haven't seen it. Mis ojos naturales no han visto el trono de Dios, aunque espero verlo un día. So I think when it comes to callings, I could relate better with Noah, because all Noah got was the voice of God. Quizás nos podemos relacionar con Noé, porque Noé recibió la voz de Dios. Dios le habló, God spoke to him. And when you study Noah's life, cuando usted estudia la vida de Noé, you find this interesting fact that God only spoke five times in his life. Dios solamente habló a Noé cinco veces en su vida. And many of us won't get out of bed unless God speaks five times. Muchos no salen de la cama si Dios no habla cinco veces. Pero Moisés, Noé escuchó la voz de Dios solo cinco veces. And for the first hundred years, he only heard God's voice three times. Los primeros cien años de su ministerio, solo escuchó la voz de Dios tres veces. The first instruction was build the ark. La primera instrucción era edifica el arca. La segunda instrucción era entra al arca. The second instruction was enter the ark. The third instruction was Get out of the ark. La tercera instrucción era sal, sal del arca. I don't know if I could work for a hundred years on one instruction. No sé si pudiera yo trabajar cien años en una instrucción, pero Noé con una instrucción de Dios trabajó cien años. He worked a hundred years on one word from God. And friends, that's the kind of faith we need in the ministry today. Esa es la clase de fe que necesitamos en el ministerio hoy. Que diga Dios me habló. Yo sé que Dios me habló. Y yo voy a seguir adelante hasta que se manifieste lo que Dios me dijo a people that will say God spoke to me and I'm going to go forward until I see manifested what God spoke to my heart how many of you believe that God still speaks cuantos creen que Dios todavía habla 
Oh hermano, Jesús dijo, mis ovejas oyen mi voz. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow. And on the power of one instruction, Noah built an, all, an ark for the salvation of his family. En una instrucción, Noé construyó un arca para la salvación de su familia. Now you know the story, so I want to go fast forward into this text. Quiero ir más adelante en este pasaje. And you have Noah in the ark with his family. Tenemos a Noé en aquel arca con su familia. And I want you to understand this with me tonight, that that ark was his ministry. Ese arca era su ministerio. It was, unlike a lot of our ministries, it was a tangible evidence of the calling of God on his life. Era la evidencia tangible del llamado de Dios en su vida. Most of us won't leave behind an ark. La mayoría de nosotros no vamos a dejar un arca. Pero todos, si seguimos la voz de Dios, vamos a dejar seña de que Dios hizo algo en nuestra vida. Every one of us will leave behind a sign that God did speak to us and that God did do something in our lives. Somebody ought to shout amen tonight because your ministry, like Noah, like his ministry, has to go through seasons. El ministerio como el ministerio de Noé, como el arca de Noé, Pasó por épocas, por tiempos. The Bible calls it Noah's Ark. Well, it says, Noah, build for yourself an ark. That's why we call it Noah's Ark. It was, it was his. But that ark and that ministry went through seasons, and there were, there were seasons of waiting. Anybody in a season of waiting? Había épocas en el ministerio de Noé de espera, long waits. I don't know about you, but I don't like waits. I don't like waiting rooms. A mí no me gusta esperar. No me gusta estar en la sala de espera. Pero muchas veces Dios me ha tenido ahí. Many times God has had me in that waiting room. And friends, those seasons are essential for us. Esas épocas son esenciales para nosotros cuando estamos esperando. Porque es ahí donde Dios está formando nuestro carácter. God shapes our character in the waiting. He shapes our character in those seasons when nothing's happening. Él forma nuestro carácter. You see, while nothing is going on on the surface, there are roots going down into the ground. Mientras nada está ocurriendo en el superficie, debajo de la tierra está una raíz creciendo. So thank God for those seasons when he said no or he said wait. Da gracias a Dios por esas épocas cuando él dice no o dice espera, but then there were seasons of hurry. También llegó una época de, de, de apúrate. Ahora entra el arca. It was a sudden thing. God showed up and said, get in the ark. And don't you feel like sometimes God says, wait, 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 wait. And then he says, hurry, 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 hurry. A veces Dios dice, espera, espera, espera. Luego, de repente, dice, 
Corre, corre, corre Así le pasa a Noé Y así nos pasa a nosotros Pero ahora ha llegado el momento para Noé Now the time has come For Noah to enter into a new season Ahora ha entrado a una época nueva Ahora Dios va a hacer algo Que jamás se había hecho Now God is going to do something That had never been done before I want you to imagine Noah in that ark. Ahí está Noé en ese arca. Y dice la escritura donde hemos leído que Jehová se acordó de Noé. The Bible says that God remembered Noah. Now it sounds from reading the text that God had forgotten Noah. Parece al escuchar eso que Dios se había olvidado de Noé. But when you understand who God is, you know that it is impossible for God to forget. Si usted uh, conoce la, la doctrina de Dios, usted entiende que es imposible que Dios se le olvide. And maybe tonight you feel like God has forgotten you. Quizá esta noche usted se siente como si Dios lo ha olvidado a usted. But can I tell you, friends, God is not a forgetter. Dios no es uno que se le olvidan las cosas. God has kept a memory of every word, every promise that he has made to you. Dios ha hecho memoria. Y es lo que dice la escritura ahí, si usted lo estudia en el griego. Significa no que Dios se le había olvidado y que Dios ahora recuerda lo olvidado. Sino significa que Dios había hecho memoria de Noé. It means that God had made a memorial of Noah. That God had written something down and said, this is what my servant has done. This is how he believed me. And this is how I'm going to bless him. Dios había hecho un memorial de lo que era la obediencia de Noé. I believe tonight I speak with prophetic utterance as I say to you that God has remembered the unified Pentecostal local churches. Esta noche le digo que Dios se ha recordado, ha hecho memoria de la unión pentecostés de iglesias locales. And can I tell you, God has remembered you. Dios lo ha, ha hecho memoria de usted. The Bible says And this is the passage I want to focus on a bit more. It says that God remembered Noah and the ark rested on Mount Ararat. Dice la escritura que Jehová recordó a Noé o hizo memoria de Noé y el arca reposó sobre las montañas o los montes de Ararat. Esta noche le recuerdo lo que significa ese nombre. That name Ararat in the Hebrew means the reverse of the curse. Ese nombre significa en el, en el hebreo la, la maldición intervertida. It, it reminds us that the ark came to rest on a place that turned around the curse that was upon the world. El arca vino a descansar sobre una montaña cuyo nombre significa la maldición intervertida que ahí Dios había dicho de aquí se regresa la maldición that God had said from this place the curse has ended can I tell you friends that I, there is a question you and I must ask tonight hay una pregunta que usted y yo tenemos que hacer esta noche and that is this where is your ministry resting ¿Dónde está descansando tu ministerio? 
If Noah's Ark is his ministry, and if it represents your ministry, where is it resting tonight? Is your ministry resting on your shoulders? Do you feel the weight and the pressure of it? Quizá esta noche usted siente la presión y el peso del ministerio que usted tiene y siente que el ministerio está descansando sobre de usted y que si usted no sigue que el ministerio se termina. Maybe you think if I don't go forward, the ministry will finish. Maybe you feel the weight of the people. Quizá usted siente la, la carga del de pueblo, la carga del rebaño de las necesidades de, de los hermanos maybe you feel the need of your people and the, and the burden of the church maybe tonight uh, your ministry is resting on your experience or on your effort or on your abilities quizá esta noche a nuestro ministerio esté descansando sobre nuestra experiencia o sobre nuestros recursos o sobre nuestra sabiduría o educación but can I tell you friend no piece of paper hanging on a wall can sustain the ministry of God. No hay título que pueda sostener el llamado de Dios. Come on, let's be real tonight. There's only one place for the ministry to rest, and it is on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that is where the curse has been reversed. Hay solamente un lugar donde el ministerio puede descansar y es sobre la cruz de Cristo, porque es ahí donde la maldición fue intervertida. Can I tell you tonight that you and I have a mountain to which we can go. Usted y yo tenemos una montaña sobre la cual podemos descansar. We have a mountain upon which we can rest. Can I ask you another question tonight? Where is your soul resting? Otra pregunta esta noche. ¿Dónde está descansando tu alma? Raise your hand if you're a soul winner. Two people, come on, let's go. Raise your hand if you're a soul winner. Levante su mano si usted es ganador de almas. Has the soul winner forgotten that he has a soul? A veces creo que al ganador de almas se nos olvida que yo también tengo un alma. ¿Y dónde está descansando mi alma? Where is my soul resting tonight? Third John chapter 1 verse 2. John writes and he says, Beloved, I pray uh, in respect to this that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Dice segunda de Juan 1, 2. Amados, yo deseo que tú seas prosperado en todas las cosas, así como también prospera tu alma. This is an honest question. This is a personal question. This is just, just between you and the Lord. This is not a survey, you don't have to answer this for credentials interview. It's just an interesting and important question. How is it with your soul? ¿Cómo está con su alma? I think the church sometimes forgets that the pastor has a soul. 
A veces la iglesia se le olvida que el pastor tiene alma. They think he's a superhero, that he never has any bad days, that he always is on top. Creen que el pastor quizás es superhéroe, que siempre está arriba, nunca le, le dan días malos, que siempre está prosperando. But uh, maybe sometimes even we forget that we have a soul that is in need of God. Quizás a veces también se nos olvida a nosotros que yo también como pastor, como ministro, como evangelista, como maestro yo tengo un alma y, y esta noche dice eh, Juan quiero que tu alma prospera que, que seas prosperado así como prospera tu alma John says I want you to prosper as your soul prospers is your soul prospering tonight I don't mean to, to get a Pentecostal answer right because Pentecostal we say amen my soul is prospering but we don't always really take Take that to heart and say, wait a minute, let me do an analysis. Let me have a little checkup. I have a member in my church. I really admire what she said, but it kind of proves my point. She went to the doctor, and the doctor said, I think you're depressed. Una mujer en mi iglesia, el doctor le dijo, creo que está en depresión. Y ella dijo, depresión? Yo soy pentecostés. Es imposible. She said, depression? I'm Pentecostal. It's impossible. I can't be depressed. How is it with my soul? What is my soul resting on? Donde descansa mi alma? I can tell you this, that I love the ministry. A mí me encanta el ministerio. Ever since I can remember, I remembered wanting to be a preacher. Desde mi primer memoria siempre es el deseo de ser predicador. And I have, I have experienced the joys of ministry. There's a lot of joy in the ministry. Hay mucho gozo en el ministerio. Hay mucha alegría en el ministerio. There's happiness in the ministry. There are great highs in the ministry. Hay grandes alturas en el ministerio. And I wouldn't go and do anything else. Because being in the ministry is the highest calling that I can possibly fathom. Estar en ministerio para mí es el llamado más grande que yo puedo pensar. Pero también con las alturas vienen las bajadas. Sometimes with those highs come the lows. Do you know that Pentecostals, we're so used to fixing everything at a five-minute altar call. But some problems can't be solved at an altar call for five minutes. Algunos problemas creemos que lo podemos solucionar en cinco minutos en el altar, pero la realidad es que a veces se lleva tiempo para que el alma restaure. It takes time for the soul to heal. That, that church member that wounded you, they, they forgot all about the wound, but it takes time for the soul to To heal. Sometimes people wound us and we don't even know we're wounded. A veces alguien nos, nos lastima y no sabemos ni que fuimos lastimados hasta que pasan días o semanas y nuestra alma recuerda aquello que nos dijeron, aquello que pasó y entendemos que el alma del pastor es igual que el alma a los demás. A veces tiene días cuando tiene gozos y placeres y a veces tiene días también cuando pasa por luto y pasa por pruebas y pasa por desánimos y y ese, ese pastor, esa alma, si no se cuida, that soul of that pastor that goes through those highs 
and those lows, if it's not cared for properly, starts to work on a deficit. El alma pastoral muchas veces trabaja en un déficit espiritual. Dando más que lo que ha recibido. Giving more than it has received. We preach three sermons that we get half of one. Predicamos tres sermones pero oímos mitad de uno. And, and that's where tonight we have to remember what Paul said to, to Pastor Timothy. He said to him, Timothy, pay attention to yourself. Por eso recordamos lo que dice Pablo a Timoteo. Pon atención a ti mismo. What was Paul saying? Saying, check your soul. Cuida tu alma. So tonight this question is relevant because our Father is asking us, where is your soul resting tonight? ¿Dónde está descansando tu alma? Preachers and pastors live with all kinds of pressures. Los pastores y los predicadores viven con muchas presiones. They're not like other pressures. No son como las presiones de otros o de los demás. Do you realize that uh, it, 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 the, the perfect pastor for, more, for most people is 35 years old with 50 years of experience? El pastor perfecto para muchos tiene 35 años de edad y 50 años de experiencia. Está casado y soltero. Es rico y pobre. Come de todo, pero come también comidas finas. Tienen presiones uh, y, y, uh, sobre el, 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 el alma pastoral. Y usted y yo tenemos la responsabilidad. You and I tonight have the responsibility to understand this, that the standard that God is looking for uh, in, in us, el standard que Dios tiene para nosotros, no es que, que tengamos una iglesia más grande o que tengamos un ministerio más grande. God's not saying, let me check if Isaac has a bigger ministry this week or, or if he has a bigger um, a church this week. God is looking to the soul of man. Dios ve hacia el alma del hombre because that's what he saved. That's what Jesus went to the cross for. Es para eso que Dios envió a Jesús a la cruz. And so tonight, I ask you again, how is your soul? Is your soul resting in God? Está tu alma descansando en Dios? I want to encourage you tonight because there is a place for the soul to rest. Esta noche le animo porque si hay un lugar donde el alma puede descansar. El alma pastoral, el alma ministerial tiene la misma invitación la cual Jesús hizo a través de los siglos. Venir a mí todos los cargados y cansados y yo os haré descansar. You have an invitation tonight from the Father and he says come unto me all ye who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest he says and you will find peace for your ministry no you'll find rest for your soul he dice y hallarás paz para tu ministerio no para tu alma Aren't you glad God loves the soul of man? 
God loves you. God loves you, you. Not the you that people think we are. Dios te ama a ti. No, no la persona que la, que la gente cree que somos. Dios nos ama. Como somos. Come on, I'm encouraged by that tonight. Because if God only loved us in a suit and a tie, we'd be in real big trouble. And God loves you in pajamas too. Come on, somebody. God loves you. Dios te ama a ti. Ama el hombre interior. Ama tu alma. When you, when you have finished your ministry, let me tell you, friend, when you have finished your ministry, the ark's going to stay on the mountain and you're going to go on with God. Cuando usted haya terminado su obra, el arca se va a quedar en el monte y usted va a seguir viviendo con Dios. Come on, get excited about that. There is a relationship, a walk with God that is worth far more and it is out of which we draw. Es de ese, esa relación con Dios de donde sacamos vida. And so tonight I want to tell you first of all, we are resting on the finished work of Christ. Esta noche le aviso a lo que usted ya sabe que estamos descansando sobre la obra terminada de Cristo. Can I tell you friends, you already know this, but Paul wrote letters to the churches and every letter he preached the gospel. And I think, why would Paul preach the gospel to the church? Because, friend, the believer needs to hear the gospel every day. You need to be reminded every day there is a Savior. There is a blood that cleanses. There is a God who cares. There is a cross that is able to redeem. Come on, somebody. There is a God who loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me on the cross. You and I tonight, we rest on the finished work of Christ. When you wonder, did I preach a good sermon or did I teach a good lesson? This needs to be the one question. Did I preach Jesus? Did I point them to the cross? Because that's where our ministry rests. That's where our soul rests. Si usted se pregunta, predicaría yo un buen mensaje, sería el sermón eficaz. Si el sermón lo llevó a Cristo, usted hizo su trabajo, porque sobre Cristo descansa nuestra alma. Come on, I said Jesus, Jesus is the rock upon which our soul rests. We rest in the finished work of Christ. We rest in this fact that we are saved by grace through faith not of ourselves so that no man can boast. When I think about Wesley who preached uh, uh, 20,000 sermons and traveled thousands of miles on horseback and I think about all the ways that he touched this nation and it's easy to get caught up in comparisons and saying, am I doing as good as him? Am I doing as good as that? A veces nos comparamos. Estoy bien uh, comparado a aquel. Estoy haciendo bien comparado a aquel. Friend, there's only one place that matters. And that is that you have been saved by grace, not of yourselves, but of the gift of God. Usted fue salvo por la fe. No por lo, la cantidad de sermones que predicó. No por la cantidad de iglesias que levantó. Fue salvo por la fe en Cristo. Por la gracia de Dios. Gratismente dada al creyente. Come on. If your soul is resting in Christ, shout amen. Not only that, but we rest on the work of the finisher. 
También descansamos sobre la obra del terminador. I don't know if you know this, but God is a finisher. Dios es un terminador. The Bible says that faithful is he who called you, and he will bring it to pass. Dice la escritura, fiel es el que te llamó, y él lo hará. Oh, hermano, esta noche yo estoy descansando sobre esta promesa de el que comenzó la obra en mí es el que la va a terminar. I'm resting tonight on this promise that he that began the good work in me is faithful to complete it. Come on, you ought to get excited, preacher, because where you are right now is not it, and it's not over and it's not all God is at, at work and God is the finisher donde estás esta noche no es todo no es lo último no es el termino Dios va a terminar la obra we rest on this promise that God is faithful to finish what he started in our life we rest in in who we are in Christ. También descansamos en nuestra identidad en Cristo. Before, before I was ever called pastor, I was called son by God. Antes de que alguien nos, nos llamara pastor o ministro, Dios nos llamó hijo. That's what we're resting on tonight. That if you take away my titles, you take away my, my status, I am a son of God. Si usted quita los títulos y, el, y, 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 y todo lo demás, lo que queda es un hijo de Dios. And friend, the titles don't make a child of God. And the, the vestments don't make a child of God. Come on, somebody. You are a child of God. Usted es hijo de Dios. Los títulos no lo hicieron. And let me just mention to those of you who are dying to get in the ministry, to those who are you just clamoring for credentials, can I tell you that card is not going to make you a preacher. That card is not going to make you a man of God. That card is not going to make you significant or important. What makes you significant is that you are a child of the living God, saved by grace, washed in the blood. Come on, somebody, get excited about that. We're resting in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lo que lo hace usted, amigo, hermano, quiere credenciales, quiere tener títulos, está bien, pero eso no lo va a hacer a usted. Si las credenciales podían con, comprometernos con eso, le daríamos credenciales a todos. Pero si eres un hijo, tienes todo. Si usted es hijo, lo tiene todo. If you're not a son, you don't have anything. Si no es hijo, no tiene nada. But are there any sons and daughters in the house of God tonight? Habrá hijos esta noche en la casa de Dios. And what did, the, what did the father say to the son in the gospels? He said, son, all that I have is yours. El padre le hizo, le dijo al hijo en los evangelios, hijo, todo lo que yo tengo es tuyo. I don't know if you heard me tonight, but the father said, all that I have is yours. Dijo el padre, todo lo que yo tengo es tuyo. Hallelujah, because you and I are standing and unresting in Christ. Usted y yo estamos descansando en Cristo.
The Bible says that Ark came to rest on Ararat. Do you remember your, the day when your Ark, when your life, tossed about by waves of wrath, suddenly came to a sudden halt and you found yourself on the impenetrable foundation of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y usted se puede recordar el día cuando su vida como el arca iba de un lado para otro, pero de repente vino a caer sobre la peña, sobre la roca, sobre Cristo. Alguien alabe a Dios por la seguridad que tenemos en Cristo. My soul has found a place to rest. Mi alma ha hallado un lugar donde descansar. Now, I told you this was a new season for Noah, but I want you to get this picture in your mind now. Noah comes out of the ark. Noé sale del arca. And what he sees is devastation. Death. Dead trees, dead carcasses. Cuando Moisés sale del arca, lo que él ve es una época nueva. Because every book I ever read about a new season had a nice, glossy, colorful, beautiful picture. But really, a new season often begins with the death of something. The brokenness and the sorrow of a world that had been through the wrath of God. Noé sale del arca y ve un mundo destruido. But you see, there was one thing that had survived the storm. Había una cosa que había sobrevivido la tempestad. Había sobrevivido la ira. When, Moses, when Noah came out of the ark, there was nothing on the earth left, but, but things were growing. Las cosas habían sido destruidas, pero los árboles estaban creciendo. Había un árbol de olivo. There was grass starting to sprout up. And that tells me something. That there was one thing that had survived the storm. Había una cosa que había sobrevivido el juicio y la tormenta. And it was the seed. Can I tell you tonight that your seed is going to survive your storm? Tu semilla va a sobrevivir tu tormenta. Come on, somebody. I know you've sown. I know you put seed in the ground. I know you've waited and it hasn't come. And storms have come and waves have come and trials have come. And you think I must have lost my harvest. But can I tell you, your seed will survive the storm. Tu semilla va a sobrevivir la tormenta. Alguien alabia Dios porque Él es el Dios de la cosecha. Your God is the God of the harvest. He said, while there is time, uh, he said, while the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. Mientras, dice, esté la tierra, habrá tiempo, habrá semilla, tiempo, y cosecha. You have any seed in the ground tonight? Tiene semilla en la tierra esta noche? God's looking over your seed. Dios está supervisando la semilla. And when Noah came off of that ark, what did he do? What do you do in a new season? ¿Qué hizo Noé en una nueva época? Nueva era. ¿Qué hizo? Did he build a house? Edificó casa? He needed a house. Necesitaba casa. 
But he didn't build a house. He didn't throw a party. No tuvo una fiesta. He didn't sit there and think about how wonderful this experience had been for him and start writing his memoirs or biography. The Bible says that Moses or Noah came from the ark and he built an altar. Dice la escritura que Noé cuando bajó del arca edificó un altar. Do you see, friends, when your soul has been through the, the storms of this life, there is only one way to restore, and that is to build an altar before God. Cuando usted ha pasado por la tormenta de su vida, hay solamente una lugar, un lugar para restaurar el alma, y ese lugar es el altar. Tell your neighbor tonight, build an altar. Dígale a su vecino, edifica un altar. I have a message for America. America, it's time to build an altar again. I have a message for the church. Church, it's time to build an altar again. Es tiempo de reedificar el altar. Because that is where the soul is altered. Es ahí donde el alma es alterada. If you're going to have an altered life, a changed life, it's going to have to be a life lived at the altar. Una vida cambiada, alterada, es una vida vivida en el altar. When you study the story of Abraham, every time Abraham was up, he was building an altar. And every time he was going down, he had forgotten the altar of God. He had forgotten the place of sacrifice. And I just want to encourage you tonight, wherever you are, whatever season you're in, an altar is appropriate in every season. El altar es propio en cualquier época de tu vida. Are you in a good season? Build an altar. Are you in a bad season? Build an altar. Are you in a season of plenty? Build an altar. Are you in a season of lack? Build an altar. Because God will not stay away from the altar. Edifica un altar donde sea que estés. Si estás en escasez, edifica el altar. Si estás en prosperidad, edifica el altar. Porque Dios no se puede quedar lejos del altar. And tonight, I just want to tell you, when you are in a new season, build an altar. Because the only way to prosper in that season is to hear from God. If you have been sidetracked like Israel was and, or like Abraham was and you've gotten off track, build an altar. Hear from God. If you have gone through hardships and trials, build an altar. Hear from God. If you are anointed king like Solomon and everybody's calling your name, build an altar to God and say, God, I can't do this. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your grace. Because the Bible says this, that when they built an altar and the fragrance arrived in the presence of the Lord. Dice la escritura que cuando edificaron el altar, la fragancia subió a la presencia de Jehová. Can I tell you, friends, that God smelled the altar? Dios uh, pudo, per, pudo percibir aquel altar y cuando Él lo percibió, a, a smile came to God's face when he, when he smelled the altar. Cuando Él percibió el altar de Noé, vino una 
sonrisa a su, a su rostro. ¿Por qué? Porque Noé había hecho algo agradable en sus ojos. Noah had done something pleasing in his sight. In the book of Amos, the Bible said, the Lord said, I will not even look at your altar. But right here we see that God looks down at a wrath-stricken world and he smiles upon it. And the Bible said that when the altar came up and God smelled it, that God had a thought about Noah. You want God to think about you? Build an altar tonight. That smells good, Noah. That smells real good, Noah. Could it be that God is walking through the unified Pentecostal local churches? And he smelled the offering. He smelled our worship. He smelled our faith. And he said, I have a thought about you. I'm going to give you a covenant. I'm going to give you a promise. I'm going to give you a blessing. Come on, somebody. It's time to build an altar. It's time to get in the presence of God. It's time to bring our soul and rest it upon the altar of the Lord. Because that is where blessing begins. Es ahí donde comienza la bendición. Can I invite you to do something tonight? Would you just stand up? Come on, without any music, without any singing, just stand up right where you are. Come into this altar and just build an altar to God. Just find a place to say, God, I love you. God, I worship you. God, I need you. As you just cry out to him, let him, let him become the rock upon which your soul rests. Véngase esta noche y vamos a venir y edificar un altar delante de Jehová. Ahorita llegan los músicos, llegan los cantantes, pero antes de todo eso, Dios no necesita eso. Lo que Él quiere es que su alma descanse en Él. Come on, just rest your soul on God. Your seed is going to survive the storm. God's going to take care of your ministry. You bring your soul to God tonight. Because he cares about you. Because he loves you. He loved you before you are who you are. He loved you before the titles and positions. He loved you even before he called you. Levante su voz. Edifique un altar delante de Jehová esta noche. Oh, que suba esa fragante ofrenda delante de Jehová. Que digamos, Señor, antes de edificar cualquier cosa, vamos a edificar un altar a ti. Vamos a vivir una vida de oración, una vida de compromiso con Dios, una vida de dedicación.